This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick here with you this morning. We are limit down again in the S&P futures, so we'll talk about where that leaves us with regards to the open. And just same story every day is how do we approach this market, uh, businesses that we should uh, stay away from, uh, what could be in trouble, what industries could be in danger of being taken over or nationalized by the government. We'll talk through all that. There are concern, real concerns here because what was a good day yesterday has now been essentially wiped out here this morning. So we'll talk about that that volatility and just you know how to approach the market here. Uh, Joel, I, I know we're limited down, but just give us a quick uh, something on, on what happened here in the overnight uh, S&P. Good morning to you and Dennis. Yeah. Uh, I think first we can kind of talk about the, the insane close that we had yesterday. And you, you guys know I like to look at things on different uh, different time frames. Uh, your cash close, uh, the equivalent when the stocks closed at 4 o'clock, your S&P futures were at 253175 Uh 15 minutes later, the actual close uh, was 24.85.50. So you lost a cool 45 handles. And then your last after hours print, uh, that was even lower than that, 24.74. Uh, we had a little pop. We got just barely above the close. And then it was just all selling. And uh, we are locked limit down. We have uh, over 7,000 contracts uh, on the limit here. Uh, spider, I mean, you're showing 3.7%, but because of that whacked uh, 4 p.m. close, uh, we're not down to full 5%. Spiders are down 5.3%, so kind of in line. Uh, glut of oil on the market, folks, uh, down 215 at 25.17. Uh, a lot of supply and not much demand, so you know, you know how to work that equation. Uh, gold in the red here by four bucks, just bouncing around fifteen twenty-two dollar area. Silver down, having a good day, only down one point five cents here at fourteen eighty. 
Uh, Bitcoin just hang out. This is the Bitcoin futures, folks. Hanging out at uh, 5,090. Uh, 500 point range should get as high as 54.75. Triple D on this uh, Thursday, March 18th. Yep. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, you know, you look at these markets and you think, wow, you know, how much lower can it go? I mean, we are, and I've been saying it, you know, this is the start of financial crisis part two. We're in it. We're in the thick of, you know, the second financial crisis here. It's not a matter of this, the virus anymore. It's a matter of the pause, economic pause, companies not surviving that. And we're starting to see who's not going to survive in the charts. So, you know, we have to allocate capital accordingly. I don't want any of these companies that are right in ground zero of this. I don't want the travel stocks. I don't want Boeing. Boeing had troubles before this started. People are saying, and they keep saying, they said to me, you know, yesterday or three days ago, I started talking to the show when Boeing was $170. And I said I wouldn't touch it because if they nationalize this thing, it's going a lot lower. People, people have it and they don't understand how it works. They think, okay, yeah, the government's going to bail them out, so how do I lose it as a shareholder? They're not bailing out the shareholders. The credit holders are all there in line too. They just want to keep the company going. So they're bailing out the company, not the shareholders. So if they nationalize Boeing, it's not going to be worth $105 a share. Don't be surprised if it's worth 5 or $10 a share. Not joking. If they nationalize these things, that's what they did with Fannie and Freddie. They did it with a number of businesses in the financial crisis. What that means is the government basically comes in, cuts them a check, but takes a huge amount of, of uh, shares. You know, I, maybe they're going to take 90% of the company to cut them this big check to keep them floating. I mean, Boeing's first got to cut the dividend. You got to start doing stuff before you're, you're going to expect a big cut. So I would imagine they're going to cut the dividend first to zero. And then, you know, you look into the situation and can they survive on their own? It doesn't sound like it, you know, with the, with the balance sheet. I mean, they had troubles before all this coronavirus started, started because of the max. So when you look at it here, you think 105, oh, wow, it's so cheap. How can I go wrong? You're only out is if this virus thing turns around on a dime, that we get a, a cure or a vaccine tomorrow and the whole markets turn around and then everybody goes back to their business as usual. I think there's a very low probability of that happening. That's why I would not own Boeing at $105 a share, even though it looks ridiculously cheap, because if the government has to come in and cut a check, they're not going to bail out the shareholders. They're going to be bailing out the company. It's a big difference. And your shareholders will probably burn in that scenario. I mean, Dennis, just look at this chart. So the, the max, the 737 max, the chaos happened about a year ago. It was like yep. 50, 53, 54 weeks ago when that yeah. all started yeah. and just look at just look at this weekly uh uh 53 weeks ago Boeing was at 446 dollars today it's going to open under 100 or 105 it could very well open under 100 today i, I think I, i've just given my scenario i think this is my thought process but i think they're going to nationalize Boeing. i think they're going to come in and cut them a big check and to take the majority of the companies because the tax the shareholder needs to get the the, the u.s taxpayer needs to get paid back they can't just cut a check, hope for the best, and then move on. And you'll pay us back when you're good, Boeing. No, no. We're going to cut you a check. We're taking a huge amount of your shares. The you know, city was the same thing. You know, when they were doing the bailout, the government took a huge amount. You know, and that's why, you know, obviously, you know, you look at Citigroup and you can say, oh, it came back. It never did. It was a 20 for one split. AIG was the same thing. These things never came back from the financial crisis, the prices of these stocks. Because if you look at the all-time highs, go just for fun. Because people think AIG came back when it got to $60 a share. It did not. What's the all-time high on AIG, Joe? I'll bring it up. Because uh, it was a 20-for-1 reverse blend there. $2,058. That was in the financial crisis. 
You you oh, never man. ever ever got your that money was, back. Oh, that, that was in the dot com. Yeah, that was. The Is that right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they adjusted. I I got two thousand sixty six seventy two. Okay. I mean, yeah. So in any regard Split here, you, know, you can see that the shareholders never did get their money back. So don't expect. I think Boeing's going the same way. This is my opinion. I could very well be wrong. The, the bullish scenario is the cure comes tomorrow. We start applying the cure. People all start getting better. And we go about our business and everything goes back to normal. That's the bullish scenario. That scenario is highly unlikely that a cure is coming tomorrow, guys and girls. So we just have to be realistic here. That's why I'm not buying Boeing. I'm not buying any of the cruise lines. They all could be in the same story here that they actually could go bankrupt. Um, the airlines, I believe the major ones will be nationalized as well. I don't want to own them either for the same reasons. UAL is down 10% every single day. Even on an up day yesterday with, you, with the airlines, they were all down. That's telling you that there is major problems here. I believe that they might have to nationalize some of the airlines as well. Maybe some of the smaller carriers, they let fail. So unless we turn around on a dime. So this is, you know, this is these groups. And we've been saying to avoid these ones for a while. Casinos fall into that as well. I'm scared for the casinos. Uh, because again, same story. Who's running back to even gamble at a casino if this thing turns around tomorrow? So, you know, you look at MGM and you say, how can I go wrong at eight bucks? I don't know. Look at the balance sheet. Can they pay their bills if they stay closed for two, three months or longer? And that's what we might be th realistically looking at. They did close the casinos in Vegas last night. You've got to ask those questions. This is now just get your CFA hat on and start looking at balance sheets and seeing which companies survive. Just for fun, you know, you can look at a company like Take-Two, TTWO. Look at the chart of Take-Two, Joel. We'll sure. Give you, we'll give you better scenarios. A, a game, and you could say, oh, video games. People are still going to play video games. You know what else Take-Two? doesn't have any debt. Look at the stock chart. Look how well it holds up. You're starting to see companies that have little or no debt very much outperform the other companies because they know credit gets tight, companies start to feel the pinch. You don't have debt, you can go for a long time. That's why Apple, yes, it has debt, but it has a lot of cash too. That's why Google, I've said, if you want to buy stocks, I'm buying none because I don't believe we've seen the bottom here yet. But if you want to, buy companies that are cash rich or have stronger balance sheets. Dennis, uh, just a quick question. I know we covered this uh, on some of the previous shows um, regarding short selling, banning of short selling. I know in essence it is when you get these <clears throat> movements here. I yeah. know you have strong feelings on that yeah. being the market structure expert. So yeah. could you talk about that briefly? I mean, people are blaming shorts. They, to, to be honest, and uh, you, know, pro, you know, a lot of smart people out there, it's not, this is not the shorts. This is not, you know, the shorts, the shorts didn't create the virus. The shorts didn't create these fundamental problems in these companies. The shorts are actually trying to value these companies for what they're really worth. You know, Boeing might be worth zero. It really might be worth zero right now in this environment. If we stay closed and the, you know, the ground airline travel, which I believe is coming, you got to just look at the fundamentals here. This is not shorts driving stocks down and taking advantage. And, and they, I'm getting these calls, you know, for the uptick rule. Let's reinstate the uptick rule. People are saying it. You know, Jim Cramer was saying it the other day. Let's reinstate the uptick rule. They don't realize the uptick rule exists. They put the uptick. So they, they got rid of the uptick rule in 2006. In 2010, they brought back the alternative uptick rule. And what that, when the alternative uptick rule applies, it applies when a stock falls 10%. Then it's under short sale, sale, short sale restrictions. And what that does is it reinstates the uptick rule. So right now, Boeing, almost every single stock, even the SPY yesterday, was under short sale restriction. 
So it is already on the uptick rule. And the new rule is more stringent than the old rule because on the new rule, you cannot hit any bid to get short, even if the bid is an uptick. In the old days, if the bid was an uptick, you could short the bid. You cannot do that. You have to get short on the offer. They will not let you hit a bid. I watched last night, some stocks like Alaska Air sit there flat. So the market's tanking 70 points last year, it just sits there flat and a pile of people on the offer, but there's no natural seller that came in. So if somebody would have owned the stock, it would have been a nice sale last night on Alaska Air, but you couldn't short the stock. So it was like bid 32.45 all night for three hours straight. It was bid 32.45 as the market's imploding. But there's no person that actually owns Alaska Air that came around and sold it. So everybody was trying to short it. All the ARBs are trying to price it to where it should be, which is much lower because the market just fell. But it's not allowed to go lower because a short cannot hit a bid. So all it led to was an inefficient price last night for three hours straight. So stop calling for the uptick rule. Gentlemen, it already exists. Kramer, Jim Kramer, you've called for it a million times. It already exists. They put it back in 2010. So it's silly talk to try to reinstate a rule that we already reinstated. So it's just people not paying attention. Normally it doesn't apply because normally we're not getting 10% swings, but they put it in. Excellent, you know, that they put it in for these types of markets. They put it in there because if we got into volatile times, they didn't want bear rates. Well, you know what? You can't get them now. There's no way they can just keep hitting a bid, hitting a bid, hitting a bid, the shorts. They're not allowed to do it. And there's no workarounds even. So, you know, it's amazing, you know, that the rule is very efficient. Alaska Air sat there with a bid for three hours last night. If any regulators are listening to it, I mean, it did, I guess it did its job. But you did create an inefficient price in Alaska Air last night. And there was a number of stocks that was the same thing. So the uptick rule is already in existence, folks. All right, uh, two minutes before we're going to hear from our guest today, Farway Hamzi from Hamzi Analytics. Uh, he'll be on with us at 8.15 here. Uh, in, in the meantime, uh, Dennis, based on what we've seen from previous days where we've been limited down in the futures and there's, we know there's no such mechanism for the, uh, the spy in the pre-market, what, what is in store for us at the open here? Well, we're down 5.97%, so we know exactly where we're pricing. A nice, tidy, thank your high-frequency. People want to blame high-frequency trading. They're making this market for you. So, you know, yes, some high-frequency trading. I've even wrote an artic written articles about some of the predatory practices of some firms. But, you know, for the most part, HFT is not the boogeyman here. It's making markets. All of your, like, your, your firms like Virtue Financial are market-making firms. They're sitting out there bidding offer. Yes, they don't have the obligations they used to. I kind of like the structure back that it was before, but it doesn't exist anymore. We went to electronic trading. Everything changed. So um, you can't worry about that. But right now, SPY has a four-cent market. 237.51, it's moving around to 237.54. So we're down 6%. So we know where the market is. We don't have to guess. We don't have to say, oh, we're limit down. Where are we going to open? Well, we don't know where we're going to open because we're still an hour and 15, <clears throat> 15 minutes away. I can tell you at 8.14.37, we are down 6.05% on the S&P. It exactly is correct. And we're locked, we were locked, 50 bit, 50, 237.50, 237.50 offer right there for a split second. So unbelievable, you know, that it's that efficient and working this well. Props to the exchanges that the market has worked flawlessly through all of this. So exchanges, if any of you guys are listening, good job. The, the, the markets have performed very, very well. We don't like the values that they're putting on stocks, but at the same time, those values are probably correct. 
All right, uh, 8.15, uh, as promised, let me bring on our guest here, Fari Hamzi from Hamzi Analytics. Uh, Fari, and I, I want to start you off here oh, as I bring him on just one second. Uh, there we go. I think Fari should be joining us here. Uh, Fari, whenever it is that you are uh, enabled here by Zoom uh, to uh, speak to us, uh, can you tell us w- what is the sentiment like down where you are in Florida, because we saw okay. a few days ago that that, that beaches were still. Hear me first. Can you hear me first. Yes, we hear you. Okay. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. The, the 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 sentiment down here is. I that, that was my fault. I was I'm moving Fari around here on the Zoom. Oh, so we lost Fari. Far, no, Bring no, back. he's here. Fari's here. Fari, uh, I, I hear you again. Sorry about that. That was on. Oh, no, it's okay. Yep. My uh, my the symptom I get from the small sampling points. Because uh, uh, because I'm, I'm basically have put myself in a self quarantine. I'm a psoriasis. I'm over sixty. Therefore, I'm in high risk category. I'm sixty two. So, what my uh, uh, attitude is, uh, you know, hunker down, plenty of food. I have a, 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 a wait a, a, a compound near me. It's a friend of mine. We hang there. We hung there in Irma, Generex, everything. We're not going to trade, but at least we're going to survive. The pantry is bigger than. My condo here, full of food, <laughs> we're ready to go. Uh, water is, uh, my problem right now, why my fear, okay, I'm gonna take the gloves off, okay? It's a cyber attack. Why? Fari, Fari. Yeah. He's saying his fear Fari. is a cyber attack. His yeah, fear so is a cyber attack. On the electrical system. We all get sick when we're on our knees. Fari. No, he's just saying that's his fear. I, I, I he's okay, all right, all right. Okay. All right. Why, why do you that, think? Why, why that's do you, what you're afraid of? That's what you're afraid you think, of. You Fine. think the terrorists are going to be active now in this environment? Like this is the kind of environment that they're going to attack because we're down. We had one the other day that we're trying to get into the health systems. My fear is not the health system. My fear is the electrical grid. I mean, electrical right, well, grid, think, and that's well, a scary story. I think there's enough, think there's <laughs> enough to be afraid that, that, of. That, that, we don't want to worry about the electrical grid right okay. now. <laughs> well, Sorry. Remember, but I was paid to think what if I'm growing. What do you think about these markets here? And obviously, we're, we're breaking down again. What are your thoughts on the overall market? These are bear market rallies. 14.8 is the first stop. That's a 50% uh, pullback from the all-time high on as early as February 12th. I've said all over Twitter, 14.8, 14,800. 14,800 in the Dow? Yes, 14, yes. So you think we could go down another 7,000 Dow points? And that, this was financial. You thought I was bearish, guys. This guy said we could Jesus. go down 7,000 points. They're yelling at me for being too bearish. Sorry, sorry. 1,700 on the Dow. Listen, when I shorted it. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it can't happen. 1415, nobody said, what, they said, what are you talking about? And for a week, I ain't broke. Look where we are now. These are bear market rallies. I was long yesterday. Went short again. I've been doing this long journey one day only and staying on the short for a long time. These are bear market rallies. If you are a student of the markets, this is what you're going to do. Otherwise, you'll be sorry at the end. Listen, you know what the bottom is? When the Trumpkins throw in the towel. When the Trumpkins said, I've had it. I got a friend of mine. He's down three mil. He can't speak. He still is with Trump. We'll see. When he throws in the towel, that's the bottom. That's how you read sentiment. How? <clears throat> Sorry, and I'm and I'm concerned here just on the virus front. You sound like you're concerned here too. You're, are you leaving the home at all, or you're now no, where no, you are? No, no. Our last audience was uh, Valentine's Day, and she was very cute. 
You haven't left the home since Valentine's Day? You haven't left your house since Valentine's Day? Oh, this guy's way ahead of this. Way way further ahead than me. I haven't left in six days, but... Sorry. Amazon, you have Amazon. What are you guys thinking about? What do you do with the Amazon packages? Do you spray them down with bleach? No, no, but they're sitting in the sun for a while. I say, <laughs> leave her in the sun. But I have gloves Cook that thing. Yeah, but you have the privilege of seeing well, the sun. In Detroit, we don't see the sun at this time oh, of year. So I got to use bleach. <laughs> Barry, so are wait, you wait, looking yeah, at... No, he, he, he got it from his desk. I don't know where... Okay. No, no, I do back. No, okay. Barry, okay. Oh, hey, he's got it. No, we want to see his mask. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay, a good that's, that's a good mask. Yeah, you have to have seen like aircraft pilots. And, yeah. and you have filters for it, extra, and here's a goggle for it. All right, well, I'm, not question, I'm not questioning your preparedness. You, you are clearly very prepared here. Um, let's I, talk. I'm still doing strategic planning at Northrop. It's all about what ifs. You better be, you better be ready. I'm sorry. You're, I was you're, in Irma where you couldn't get gas. Sorry. I'm a little bit – I've been – I've said this a couple of times, and I'm somewhat concerned about the financial system now. I've said, I've, I've said that we are in – I've said at this point, we are in financial crisis part two. And we are. We're going to see a number of companies fail. Here's are the banks know. safe now? Did we do enough with Dodd-Frank? Are the banks going to get through this okay? Banks are in better shape, but this is a health issue. Dennis, what we're going to see – wait until the earning warning starts coming in. That's a CYA routine. They're not covering their ass. Two, look at the non-farm payrolls. We're going to hit over a million layoffs. My own sister runs 700 Hotel. She's already let go 15% last week. She doesn't know what she's going to get another go this Friday. There's no, they're all vacant. The hotels are bankrupt. She's what, raising so- money from the partners for the different hotel because she's worried about in three months they may have to get an NOD, notice of default. So, so, wait, so how worried about you about any of those types of travel, tourism, hotel, cruise line, There's airline. Here. Everything is shut down. We, we shut down the bars and restaurants last night. Right. Bars and nightclubs. Restaurants will be takeout only shortly. I think that's the next news here. You, you cannot get together. When it says 10 or more, that shuts down everything. You can't even have officers. Major right. corporations have to send you all home. You can't have officers. What's going to happen? Are people going to pay rent? What's going to happen to real estate? Right. Okay, right, right. So, and what's going to happen to the banks who hold the mortgages for the real estate? Right, there's right, some ugly right. scenarios here, I, and I've been kind of giving what, some ugly scenarios. What's the good scenario? Do how do we get out of this? No, no, so no, how no. do we get out? How do we get out? Like, let's forget get about out, the markets vaccine, for a bit. How do we get out of this? Here, I have to listen. I have different guys that I work with. Some of them are small individual investors. Some of them are professionals. Some of those professional investors are biotech guys. You know who works with biotech guys? I mean, which company they invest in? They invest in guys, a bunch of PhDs and doctors. So they're science driven. So I went to them back in December, no, in uh, January. And I, I thought I had something. I was just chit-chatting. They said, what are you worried about? You got nothing. Check this out. Okay, I won't get into more detail of that. Because that took me about a month, but that's what I started. I have to short this market. We won't get into detail, but here's my point. They are saying, until we have a vaccine, there's no bottom. Well, go out yeah, there. that's what I think there's a, there's some consensus there that the only thing that will take us higher is a, a dramatic slowdown in new cases or some sort of a vaccine, one or the other. The, the um, new cases would be great news, but I would still not get on the airplane. I will sure. not go to a hotel. That's my opinion. What's going to happen to the airlines? Are they going to na- have to nationalize all these things? Are these airlines worthless? Question. Do you think the airlines have value here? Like, I mean, I look at UAL. 
And, you know, I don't know the answer to this, but it's $90, it's 30 bucks. It's basically down 60% in two months. Let me ask you this. Do you think we have a martial law? No, no, Fari. No. I don't think. We've probably Fari. Holy cow. No, I don't. I don't think that. I think. I think yeah. we need a quarantine. I. I think we need a quarantine. I've. I've thought that for we do a need a quarantine. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we need a quarantine. I'm amazed they haven't shut down the skies yet, but I don't think we're going to go that far, Fari. Um, but but to, what do you think? Uh, where's where coronavirus today? Let's see. Uh, the data I think was six thousand last night. And how, and how many real cases do you think are out there, Fari? Like because they're not. Te- they haven't been testing. How many people are walking around with this that don't know they have it? I don't know. Hundreds of thousands? A lot. Oh, at least. Oh, a lot. Millions? Yeah. Millions? Mm. Potentially. No, we waited three months. Yeah, we waited too long. Yeah. We waited so, too long. Somebody's got to answer for this. I want full hearings. And not now, because he's going to block them after the election. I want full hearings I, after the election. I, I don't know how we're I, – I, I, that's a very idealistic thing to want. I don't know if, if we're going to get that. Listen, listen. Two, Spencer, were you born yeah. here? Were you born yeah. here? Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah. you're a citizen by default. I'm a citizen yeah. by choice. Right. I read the yeah. constitution. I want to come here. It's not why 40 years ago. This is not the same country. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, you've, experienced, you've experienced other types of governments where I haven't. So exactly. You're, you're exactly. Perspective than I me. chose this is the better one. I came right. here, put my life so, into it. I you, my chose, you chose wrong. <laughs> you chose wrong, Fari. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You chose wrong about that one. I don't know oh, if we have the better. Of course. <laughs> I was good. Listen, when I came here, I landed in the diplomatic section of DOS International. I had two yeah. officers from the Pentagon greet me. Different yeah. ballgame. Okay? Now look what it is. Different, yeah, different ballgame now. Um, My dad was a diplomat. That was a different environment. Well, look at right. it now. It's just, well, I mean, but I, every time they did something knocked on my door, I opened it. I took the opportunity. I worked my ass off. I, went through, I put myself through Princeton by working. I had those loans that I got out. All right. Okay. Okay. So, Fari. So, 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 real quick. So, like, how are you positioned right now? Tell us about your positioning. We're just doing uh, index only, AQs trading during the day, including if it goes against our core position, which is the uh, the spreads on the uh, uh, put spreads on the on the uh, uh, SP. I know the correlation is not exact, but it's ninety nine point seven, ninety, you know, eight point five. Whatever it's that area. So you're, you're short the indexes on a daily basis. You're short them yeah, outright, right? I mean, right now I'm flat. I'm coming in flat right now. I'm okay. But my call last night was, I think you guys get it. I, I saw you tweet. You said yeah, this I, I, I'm sh- dollar rally. rally. For free, I've shared that with the market. I put on LinkedIn, I put it on Facebook, on, on Twitter. Why? I think it's a national emergency. I got to give something back. I'm privileged where I am. Okay. If you look at, have you looked at my, my uh, as of last night, hold on. If you look at my performance, that you sit there and say, what? And yeah, it is true. Uh, where is this? There we go. Can I share a chair here? Sure. here? Yeah, let's see it. Okay, sure, sorry. Where do I put it? Where do I, how do I bring it in? Share? Uh, share? Yep, yep. Sure. There you go. What the, what the hell? Why not? There you go. You see it? Yes. Okay. Look, look when I start shorting. Look when I, when okay, I start. okay. So, so, so all right, how? All right, let me hop in. Let me hop in here. Hey, Joel, how are you, sir? There we go, Joel. Fire, you obviously didn't get my email. What did it say? It said, can you say something positive? <laughs> well, you, sound, you, sound like a, you sound like Fox. You just joined Fox now? What did he say? <laughs> what is, is there <laughs> something positive? Come on, Fire. Come on, buddy. Help I us found, out. I can find something positive, okay. and I've got uh, a bear listen, around here, too. What is positive? Hold on. 
People are you're making Dennis look like a, a screaming bull. So come yeah, on, I know, Fari. Really is. I, I've come been, on, buddy. Have been talk, well, talk, 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 I need you, Fari. Fari, I need you. Okay, okay. I need you. Let me talk. Stop. Let me talk. We only have 15 minutes. All right. No, <laughs> no problem. Let me respond to you. The positive thing is people are following instructions. Okay? It's very uniform. You you see that people are not panicking. There's not much on the shelves, but not really going crazy panicking. It's not like Airbus where people have been putting, at least I haven't heard of anybody putting guns. So they're, they're following. They understand there's a reason bars are nightclubs. Remember, this is Florida. This is the fourth largest uh, 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 net worth per, per capita. Okay? Fourth largest. Every other car is a Lamborghini. They're saying, you know what? Okay, we, we, we stand down. We slow down a little bit here. We, we, we understand at least the science part, not to say the political part, but the science part that here, we've got to get, uh, we got to follow some instructions here and maybe we can write this through. That's a good thing, okay? We yeah, don't see, definitely. like water is everywhere. Costco every day is replenishing. Um, you know, we, we got our basics and we wanted to put it in the compound. As I said, the pantry is like half of my uh, condo. It's all packed, ready to go. We, we could be there two, three months. We don't know how long it's going to go, but generally people are not, they're not crying. Let me put it this way. At Irma, people were very upset. But th that was a wind. That was nature's attack. This is, a, this is another nature, but this okay, is... Okay, sorry. Uh, one more. Before we let you go, when do you think we could possibly get out of this situation? I have uh, Anybody tells you run, don't walk. I don't know. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, that's fair. Right. We have to observe fair. it. We have to observe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, this is fair. This, this is, these are, these are uh, unique times, to say the least. Farah Hamzi has joined us from Hamzi Analytics. Farah, thanks so much, as always. I didn't and... disturb anybody, but I got to speak my mind. Hey, that's why. I actually showed that. You know what, Fari, I'm with you. I don't know if I think it's 7,000 more Dow points, but it's possible. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I don't know where this is. You get a little bit on the side? And, and, and I feel bad. There's people who are on margin right now yes. and who are margin long because they've been, you know, rewarded for buying the dip, buying the dip, exactly. buying the dip. Exactly. And it's these people um, that I'm very scared for right now. I mean, if you're sitting with, all, you know, cash or you're not on margin, maybe you can ride this out from a financial, you know, perspective. Mm -hmm. But if you're on margin here, I think you got to try to get out in any rally because okay. I, I, I mean, you, know, you don't want to be on margin. One more here, right there to follow up with you. Dennis, watch the gold. Okay. The gold is being sold. Everything is being sold. No, it's margin cost. They sell it. That's what it is. You're right. Yeah. To save yep. your apple. And guess what? Three days over, it's another bend over. Grab your ankles routine. That apple is in a margin call too. This yeah. is not going to stop. It, it's, a, a, it's a plausible idea, yeah. Do you have a mask for Captain Tico? No, first of all, sir, he's Vice Admiral Tico. He got promoted. Vice Admiral, he got promoted. Yeah, he got promoted last December. He got a recent appointment from Trump because Moscow Mitch wouldn't have any Senate hearings. All flag officers have to go to Senate hearings. We got the tickets, we're ready to go. Moscow Mitch was busy. Okay. All right. So, do you have you don't have a mask for Vice Admiral TK? No, no, we don't. But you know, he's got his own okay. compound there. Uh, he's got his own stuff. All right. Well, you know what happened? They send the alligator here. We have he's stock up today. on dog food. Some people think it's Trump because Trump yeah. just found out that TK has been short the market. Right. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Fari. Be safe out there, and I guess I'm I'll be safe in now. there. I guess. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. more scared now. All thanks, right. Fari. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't do a lot. That didn't for my do anything either. to uh, calm my fears. No, to be honest no. with you, I'm not that. You, I'm I'm in a good headspace. Like I'm not like oh yep. we're a zombie apocalypse. I've never been there. 
I've accepted the fact that I believe that there is going to be a lot of corporate bankruptcies coming here in the next couple of months. I believe there are going to be sectors that are obviously going to stay weak and get weaker. I believe the overall market, I still believe it's going to go lower as well because I don't see, I don't see us in like the eighth or ninth inning of this thing. I see us still in the early innings of this thing. I mean, they haven't even quarantined us yet. What are people doing once you're quarantined from your house? They're going out buying stocks. I mean, people are going to be really spooked. So it's hard to just, you know, I still say sell the reps. I'm not buying dips, but I am selling reps. And, you know, every time we got a, a rally yesterday and we did get it again yesterday, it was another selling opportunity and the shorts were rewarded almost immediately. So um, from a market's perspective, it's hard to say, you know, I'm going to come in and buy this thing. From an investor standpoint, if you've been sitting with 100% cash, you want to put something to work, I'm going to say it again. I've said it like three or four times. Don't go to the Boeings. Don't go to those companies, is my opinion, you know, because I think those companies could go substantially lower, especially if they need to get nationalized. I would go to companies that have stronger balance sheets, stronger companies that don't have a lot of debt. Those are the companies that are going to turn around and thrive. You are seeing people flee into companies like General Mills here. And let's talk about the food stock rally because it was just insanity. I mean, General Mills is going up because everybody's going to be ordering food and eating from home and obviously make a lot of canned goods. So you think, you know, Campbell Soup, same story. The, the moves in those were insanity yesterday. I don't believe that these things are like, you know, the screen buys, we're going to see General Mills at $100. This is now a coronavirus stock is what it's being traded as. And, you know, yes, it's going to, it had earnings here this morning, which we can talk about as well. But I think, you know, if you're buying these things, you know, these are the companies that got to own. This is not where, you know, this is a trade. If you're in these things, it's a trade, a coronavirus yeah. trade. Because when they start to turn around, is General Mills worth 10% more than it was the day before because of coronavirus? I don't think so. Hey, Dennis, quick question here uh, from a tactical standpoint. We have um, a lot of our, our listeners sure. uh, trade the option markets. Yep. And um, in the event uh, that they do uh, close the markets for a period of time. Yes. Um, and let's say you own some weekly. Not, not out of the question. Not, out, not of the out, out of the question. Not out of the question at all. On the table. It's on the table. It's on the table. Um, so let's say... Uh, you have some weeklies that expire on Friday yeah. and the market closes for uh, a week. Market um, closes on Thursday and yeah. your weeklies, it goes past your weekly prices. Yes. Okay. This, this is, there's not a lot of history for this, but I did go to the CME website and try to interpret the language on this because I was getting this question. And to my understanding is all of the option expirations would extend to the opening print of the next day that the markets are open. So say for, this is my understanding, I might not be correct, but this is my understanding interpretation of the language. So you have the weekly, so you have the Friday, March 20th. Let's say we theoretically, and we'll do an extreme example, just to, to get our point across. So let's say you have the March 20 weekly puts on SPY at 2.30 or, or 2.40, and the markets close tomorrow indefinitely. Let's say they close until like May 1st. They keep them closed for two months. It's an extreme situation. Do your puts, people are saying, do your puts expire worthless or, you know, what happens with those, you know, because they, they didn't have a chance, you know, they weren't open those days. To my understanding, your expiration date would be extended to the opening print of the next business day. And that is where the exercise price would look at. So SPY opens on May the 1st at 200. Your 237 March 19 puts would be worth $37 in theoretical value at that point in time. So that is to my understanding on how it would work. So not, they don't just get screwed because the market's closed down. 
those expiration dates extend to the to the opening print on the indice or, or whatever instrument you have. If you have it on General Motors, be the first, the 930 print on the next business day that we open, even if it's two months from now or six months from now or two weeks from now. That's how I understand it. If anybody in the chat read it differently, let me know. We haven't seen stuff like this happen. We haven't had weeklies, Joel, when we had the 911 closure back, you know, on January or back in 2001. So I haven't seen a lot of this in action, but my interpretation of the language is that the expiration date extends to the next open market, op opening print on the next market day that it's actually open. And I, I know I said a few, the week Dennis was out, like two or three weeks ago, I, I said maybe they should, uh, I told you, well, maybe they should close the markets. I, I don't, I, now I, I've reversed. I don't think that would be a good idea anymore. I think I don't think, really, and uh, I actually had a, you know, if you idea. wanted to post, I had a Reuters reporter uh, call me there yesterday um, and just talking about this. And I actually was in you know, my, my quote, <laughs> my quote got in there. Joel wouldn't love this. But um, they were talking about, or the, you, you know, he was asking, do you think the market's going to close? And I said, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want them to close. But then he was talking about, Mnuchin talked about maybe shortening the trading hours. And I was like, well, I don't really want them to do anything. I think they should just keep it as it's going. What I did say was, I said, if you want to start shorting trading hours, um, you know, the only hours I would maybe short, you get a lot of volatility in the E-mini at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, because it's really thin. I mean, if you were going to short hours, I would maybe go there first. I said this and I got published in New York Post. And, you know, you can Google me and you can see, you know, my quote on it. But that was what my thought process was, is um, you have a lot of crazy volatility. We know we go to bed and then it gets really whipsawed at night off the, off the international markets and stuff. And it's less liquid then too. So you get some extreme moves. But I think everything is operating really good. So I don't want anything. I don't want, and my choice is not to shorten hours, but Mnuchin said it in that press conference yesterday and the media is jumping on it. What does he mean shortening hours? I don't think you should shorten like the regular trading hours at all. I don't know if the pre-market and the after hours makes any difference, but you have a 24 hour market on the E-mini, um, you know, maybe look there, but I don't, to clarify, I don't want, and I said this and it was published like that. I don't want any, I think the markets are functioning perfectly as they are. So I don't want them to shorten any hours whatsoever. <clears throat> That's my opinion. I, I had a thought and now I've forgotten. Yeah, what it was. but I, 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 I want to go back. I don't, oh, think, I, see, I, I don't I see how that helps. How does that um, help the problem? No, you know, no, By shortening doesn't. the hours. No, What's that? No. Give traders a break? Because we're trading 20. I get more sleep. <laughs> I'm, would, I'm worried about the markets 24 hours a day. The only time I'm getting sleep is on the weekend right now. I, I, so it'd be I good think, for my health. I think it would make some people feel better, but it would make other people a lot more fearful because now what happens if you can't, someone in the, in the chat brought this up, you, you you can't access your your retirement. You can't, you know, buy it's really anything. hard. Exactly, you can't sell anything in your in your retirement accounts. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what that would do. And for people of of my age, it, it would it would cut off what what could end up being the opportunity of a lifetime to buy here um, when when all is said and done. Uh, and going back to what uh, to what we were saying after Fari, Fari was you know very uh, uh, very very bearish. Uh, I, as, as far as her mindset, I'm going. I find myself going back and forth here, where I am either uh, very very serious. This is a very serious situation, uh, and I find myself getting almost offended at anyone who's making jokes. And then I ping pong the other direction, where I cannot help but try to make light of this situation because what else can you do? There is nothing else to be done except stay in your home and lob some jokes out there because how you got to do what you do. You got to do to make yourself feel better. Right. Well, so a little bit of that. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, I, 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 
Go ahead. Yeah. Fin- finish your point. No, I mean, I find myself just going back and forth between those two extreme mindsets. This is this is not a time for 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 levity and for jokes, and yet. Also, I ha- I need to make myself feel better. Make so light that, of that's the situation. why. I, that's why I have these signs. I mean, yeah. the sign behind me says this is fine, and uh, and the house is on fire. I, <laughs> I think that's I think that's funny right now. I, um, I mean, it's true. I mean, you gotta have some you know make light of some situations. The one issue that I have, and I have a major issue with this, is um, somebody posted a joke on a video on Facebook and I, and it went, went kind of viral and somebody is literally drinking a drink in the bar. And they said, you know, I have, you know, I heard that if you, you know, you get your alcohol content in your body up to 70% that nothing can live in there. So I'm going to yeah. sit in this bar. The, and drink. There will be idiots. I mean, that, that message went viral and people are laughing. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bar and drink too. It's a bad message to send. You do not want to be going out here right now. You are not only hurting yourself, you are hurting other people. I want to keep stressing this, this uh, message of sell. We need to contain this. We need to try to slow down, flatten the curve, whatever you say, you need to stay in your homes right now. If it is all possible, I know we haven't went under a mandatory quarantine yet. We could talk about that. I believe it is necessary. I believe it is necessary and the government needs to make that step. They need to have the guts to make that call because too many people are going to end up getting sick by not just going out and going about their business. People are going to work, going about their business, you know, and and some people have to work. We know that. But there are some businesses, you know, where, you know, they can shut it down. My buddy's got a, uh, my buddy who I talked to has his own, uh, uh, he's got, he's a mechanic and he's got his own shop. I've talked to him, you know, extensively. And I was like, you're not safe to be in your shop anymore. You know, you've got enough money, close your shop for a bit. He took my advice. He put a sign on the door and said, due to the coronavirus, we are, you know, closed indefinitely, you know, sorry to the customers, da, da, da. Smart move, you know, because it keeps everybody safe. Do you need to have your car fixed right now? We don't, we shouldn't even really need cars at this moment in time. We shouldn't be going places. I mean, we need to go under mandatory quarantine. Yes, we need cars, get the hospital. Yes, we need cars, get the grocery stores. But if you're going about your business and you're drinking in a bar right now, you are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. It's one thing, you know, the nurses need to get, you know, we need those. We need our hospitals open. We need our grocery stores open. We need our pharmacies open. I'm sorry. You want to keep the economy going. The economy is not the important thing right now. Saving lives is. The economy will come back. Those lost lives will not. So we need to stay home if at all possible. And to everyone who thinks the world is ending, I mean, it's not ending. You, it's not ending. It, you, you, you either, there is no alternative to thinking the world is not going to end. We will get through this. We will. Uh, it's just a question of, of, of how long and, and, and how painful, but we will get through this. Uh, and so I, I have no choice but to think that things will be okay because what else am I going to think? That the world's going to end in you know, six months? It's not, real, it's not realistic. So, and, and again, um, I'm going to clarify people and people saying, you know, how many pandemics have you lived? How, how do you pay their bills? You have to leave the house. I'm saying if possible, listen to my words, if possible, stay in your home. If you need, if you can't, if you have to work, you have to work. You know, if, you're, if your employer is saying you have to come to work, but for you employers out there, if you can help your employees right now by sending them home or letting them work from home, allow that to happen. So obviously some people have to go and do their things and I'm not talking about you, but this person sitting and drinking in a bar right now and thinking he's making a funny video is part of the problem. That's not funny. That's serious. It's serious. And you're spreading a message. And then you got the YOLO people who are going on and they're partying on the beaches. Somebody said in her chat, well, the beaches I, it's, are full. It's, that is it's part of the problem season. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I'm not talking about the people Florida. that have to go to work. I'm not pointing the finger at you. So I want to clarify that. I'm talking about if you, I'm saying if at all possible, stay in your home, please. 
All right, I, I want to bring it back to some boxing. We briefly touched on on the rally in food stocks and General Mills, uh, who had earnings uh, out this morning. Uh, not a great time to report on anything, but General General Mills did report uh, okay numbers. Their sales were light, but they said obviously that their their earnings for the year, their sales will be up for the year, their EPS will be up uh, for the year. Uh, that's is all predictable, uh, as we've seen. Uh, people flood to stores in the past few weeks. So not a surprise that General Mills would say that. I hadn't looked at the chart since the start of the show, so I don't know what the stock is doing. It's but. down a bit in the pre-market. Um, it really got the coronavirus spike. yesterday. people are thinking that these are the stocks you got to own, the canned food makers. Um, so I would not be surprised if it gets a lift here again. Again, these would just be trades. I do not want to invest in General Mills up at you know highs here because this too will pass. This we will get through this, and these canned food companies are still just canned food companies, you know, obviously. But um, I would not be surprised if it catches a bit again for the simple reason that investors are hot for anything um, that they think is to do with coronavirus. Right yeah, now, I so. mean, you had a big old rally in this thing. Uh, showed some excellent relative strength. Uh, I believe that was uh, on Monday. Uh, didn't make a new low for the move. Uh, pull back. I mean, I, I think a good number on a day like this. See what happens if it gets uh, it gets back to scratch. See if it gets back to the close. And I'm sure a lot of people would like to get out on uh, on the mark on that one. So keep an eye on that. Uh, yesterday's low, we haven't uh, we haven't sniffed that yet. But just be aware, uh, yesterday's low came in at fifty two ninety three. So that's a long ways away. Uh, their closing price was a fifty nine. Point six seven, uh, Spencer. Do we have um, do we have any earnings stocks uh, to discuss besides well, General, General Mills? General Mills uh, was, was on the list here. There were a couple others, but uh, the, okay. the 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 laptop that I'm not running the show on right now just uh, just sort of conked out as far as internet is concerned. So I. I can't even access my list of stocks that we're reporting, but I, there was there was a few others today. Um, I hadn't written down, and now the page won't load, so I apologize. Maybe Dennis okay. Knows what about it, but... uh, you know there was there was let's try and get some more positivity in here. Uh, we did there's, have every, every day. There's developments on these drugs. Yeah, so let's I, I, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, so someone asked, someone asked us in the chat yesterday to look at mRNA, which is one we've discussed, um, but haven't talked about this really all week but mrna is one of these vaccine plays and uh let's pull up the chart here if i can and, and look at that because somebody asked us about that one yesterday we weren't able to get to it <clears throat> i mean all of these plays have held up well again these you know once you know they somebody comes out and once we start get past this could these things go i mean they could they, they these things could go again these things can go anywhere i mean you look at you know some of these other ones um you know have actually you know some of the coronavirus plays that kind of, you know, look like they've died off or starting to show a little bit of life here again. Some of the vaccine plays. NVAX, I believe. Is that a vaccine play, Spencer? Because it had a pretty it good is. day. Yes, yesterday. it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Moderna. I don't have the whole list of all the vaccine plays anymore, but I know Regeneron is, seems to be the leader here now. Regeneron is up every day. I mean, it's making new highs. And this is because they're not only on, 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 on you know, the vaccine front, they've got a drug that's starting to actually help with it now, too. Like, it's not a cure but a, another drug, you know, that's helping it along. So yep. Regeneron's making new highs on the move it, too. It, it, so it seems Gilead, like the same story. It's held up yep. well because of the potential for the vaccine play here. And it they seems have a like, drug that's working. It, it seems like the, the biggest vaccine play is Regeneron, Gilead, uh, Roche, don't forget Roche. They're also in this game. Uh, R-H-H-B-Y, I believe is, is the ticker. Uh, also Johnson & Johnson. Did they have some positive news? I was watching um, 
Promise Johnson and Joe. You know what? All the we talk about these consumer staples, Joel. Talk about that. The, they've really held up well. Yeah, yeah. I just want a one that uh, we talked about earlier in the week, and I think you mentioned it there. BNTX um, is adding another twenty dollars and fifty-two cents this morning. Coronavirus play. Yeah, that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is uh, this puppy printed uh, one fourteen sixty-five. So uh, if you want to target an ultimate target there, I think some people, you know, now you've pulled back $25 off the high. Uh, I think now, you know, you can look at your numbers or your targets, but uh, you do have some trap buyers here over 90 bucks. So don't know if you're going to get back up to that pre-market high 114.65, but at least uh, that's where we printed. Um, Johnson and Johnson that had some news yesterday. Uh, I was actually watching CNBC, a big rally. Give me some of that back today. I mean, that stock is still within striking distance of its all-time high. Johnson and Johnson uh, made all-time high over 150. You're trading here at 136. Well. At that, that's um, that's uh, that's held up pretty well. Procter Gamble, Clorox yep. is Clorox has gotten silly. This has gotten silly. Coronavirus play. Long-term investors, eventually Clorox will just, you know. But right now, it's like bleach. We need bleach. Kill everything. Clorox has gone silly here, too. So these are gifts for long-term investors. I don't know if I want to be sure because when they go into rocket ship mode here like this, they can do anything. People are scared. So Clorox is getting a lift. Procter Gamble does sell some cleaning products. So they get a little bit of a lift, you know, because they've held up very, very well. I mean, Procter & Gamble's within seven bucks of its all-time highs, too. If we start to get really ugly, they'll start to hit everything. They'll start to hit these stocks True. again, too. So I, I would not be coming in and buying these stocks at these prices. But, I mean, they're working. Hey, Dennis, what about the rally yesterday in utilities? XLU let, a, let us for the day. Huge, huge moves. And, you know, maybe they were oversold. I mean, the utility companies all going out of business. I hope not. But at the same time, there is a little, they're levered businesses, too. So, you know, that's been a concern as well. They're, unlever- they're deleveraging everything. Um, <clears throat> It's, it's down here this morning. The utility stocks, once we start pulling out of this, utility stocks is going to be an opportunity here because you got like such low rates environments that people are going to be looking um, you know, for opportunities. You know, these are stocks that I would look at once we start to look like we have some light at the end of the tunnel here. I just don't see, you know, when we're going, we're making new lows on the move here. I mean, I don't want to own stocks. So that's just what it is. I don't want to own anything right now. But again, if get your shopping list ready, like I've talked about Qualcomm too. Although I'm going to have to go look at Qualcomm's balance sheet and see how much debt they have. Like the chips have just been, we've been in a chip rack here, Joel. The chips are still needed. Chips aren't going away. I mean, Micron's back to where it was. You know, a month later, after making new highs on the move there, Micron's right back down to these lows that we saw. I mean, these stocks, some, some of these are going to be a buy. I'd go look and, you know, maybe I'll do that this weekend when I get a chance to actually sit down, put my CFA hat on for a few minutes do you, can, and start to is, look at, you know. Where's your CFA hat? Does it say CFA on it? <laughs> I, I should have got a CFA hat. When I graduated, I back in 2000, they should give me a hat. 2002, I think, I was when I got the CFA charter. <laughs> do, do they give you a T-shirt or anything, a mug, something? I might, I might have a CFA mug somewhere <laughs> yeah somewhere <laughs> i got a nice clock from when i served on the capital markets policy council there oh nice so, yeah. okay um yeah okay so chips micron qualcomm i was looking at some cyber some cyber i like those stocks yeah, eventually i do like these stocks yeah. qualcomm i think you, you might get a shot at qualcomm at 50 bucks again yeah i mean there's an outside chance 63 here now you know there's a 5g cycle going that 50 was huge I might nibble on some Qualcomm in my retirement account at 50, but I got to go look at that balance sheet. Right now, I'm worried about balance sheets. So, 
Dennis, you're you're a champ, man. I really, uh, you're really, you're, you're actually like looking and talking about it. So, uh, hopefully, buying stocks. Yeah. Not buying it. I not buy, I haven't bought anything in the. So truth be said, I have not bought one stock in my retirement account in in I don't know in a while. The only stock was Gilead, but then I got spooked out. Like I was trying to do some of those coronavirus plays. So I've done. But in my long term retirement account, I haven't bought anything. Nothing yet. Not a stock. So, and like I said, I've been, I raised a bunch of cash back in February. We know I talked about the show, you know, back then when I did it, I haven't put any of that company money to work. I do intend to put some of that money to work here eventually, because I do believe we're going to come out of this. So are we going to Dow 14,000 like Barry thinks? It's possible. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to get that ugly, but you know, who knows, you know, if companies start going, you know, bankrupt here, there's definitely going to be some stocks that go to zero. Um, you know, the home builders too, we haven't talked about Joel. I mean, look at the home builders. This is incredible. In a zero rate interest rate environment, you think it could be better for them. But who's building a home now? And, you know, they've probably got a lot of leverage. I haven't looked at the balance sheets, but the market's saying there's problems. I mean, KB Homes was $40 in February 21. And here we are a month later, and KB Homes is 13 bucks. Toll Brothers, same story. $15 from almost 50 Lennar, $70 down to 34 And he's talking about stocks that are down 60 70% some of these. So there's definitely some issues. Um, there's definitely some issues here happening as well. And I, I think the real estate market's obviously going to take a major hit from this too. Like you think you're in real estate, you're safe. But with this kind of money lost, people are going to be paying less for homes going forward. And Dennis, people probably aren't building new homes. A lot if, of money if lost. You had, if you had to approximate what inning do you think, do you think the U.S. is in right now? What inning of this crisis? Second inning. I was going to say top of the third, I mean bottom of the third. Second inning. So Second. I don't want to start buying stocks and tell them in the sixth or the seventh. So I, I, think, I think you're early. You know, and you might not yeah. be. We could turn around. Vaccine changes everything. Vaccine is like, boom, you know, that's the home run we needed. But we're waiting for it. So we need more word. And, you know, it's, it's, we need it sooner. And we need to, I, I, I'm going to say it again, we need to put on a full quarantine, whatever, whatever methods. It, it worked in China. I mean, we're not going to go to those extreme measures, but, you know, they're coming out of this. And they're going to take less damage for it, too, because they used a crony, draconian measures. So obviously extreme, extreme measures, which we're not going to take here. But we need, we need to seriously think about, you know, and I talked, you know, San Francisco's under, you know, quarantine restrictions there now, too, only leaving house for essentials. I mean, that's where we need to go. I, I believe that's where we need to go. I should mention that yesterday I was also looking at some cyber names. I looked at Hack. I looked at the components of Hack, Palo Alto, CyberArk. Those, those are companies those, I would love to own too. And those yeah, are companies yeah. that are cheap too. So yeah. these are, get your shopping list ready. Have it ready. I'll, I'll put CyberArk on my shopping list. I'm not buying it today, but I'll yeah. add it there now. So yeah. I decided CyberArk, you know, because that's a company I've wanted for a long time. It's a good company. It's still a real problem. It's going to be a real problem going forward. Um, you got to go look at the balance sheets, though, again. So, you know, you don't want something that's got just a ton of debt because if credit starts to get tight, that could, you know, really, you know, impact some companies. So you got to think that way right now. Am I buying General Motors and Ford? These companies were in trouble before this thing started. I absolutely do not want to buy stocks that were in trouble before this thing started because this is now maybe like the last straw for some of these companies. Like they're going to have problems. Who's going out and buying a car right so it's, it's, it's a major issues there. Ford got under $5 yesterday. Holy moly. Uh, I, we could be ending up going back to a buck like we were in the financial crisis. That's yeah. where it got to. It, it could do it. I'm not saying it's going to, but it could. I, I don't want to own Ford. 
Not yeah, GM either. I, I don't want to own any of the automakers. I don't want to own Tesla either. I mean, I like Tesla. I've always wanted to own Tesla. It's a significant yeah. pullback, but they got a lot of debt. Credit starts getting, you know, the credit market starts to seize up a little bit. Could be issues there. So you got to wait. I think you're early. Like, like you're saying, Spencer, you're in top of the third, bottom of the second. We're, we're through the first inning, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're in like the seventh or the eighth. I don't so think it, we are. Hey, Dennis, so it, Dennis, one... you, you know what? Uh, you know what? Someone just um, called you in the chat, and uh, and I never knew what the term was. A Dutch uncle. Do you know? Do you know what that means? Sounds bad. Oh, I don't want to know what that means. It's an informal term for a person who uses frank, harsh, or severe comments and criticism to educate, encourage, or admonish someone. So is that's that a compliment? I hope it's a compliment. I guess that's a compliment. I'm know, taking some bad heat. So people are really I know, nasty to me. I got a nasty heat, email yesterday. Yeah. Another one? Yeah, I get a nasty email saying, hunt me down. People are like <laughs> mad at me. I'm just being a realist here. So I'm trying, you know, I think I've saved a lot of people some money. I hope I have. Because I've been kind of, you know, talking about this thing for two months. So I hope I've saved some people some money because I've taken some heat for it. So people are angry at me. For real. It's, it's, really it's, it's, it's an emotional time. It Every, and I, I understand that, you know, emotional. and the haters, yeah. you know, are going to hate and that's fine. It's okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over because he called me some nasty names. Um, and, and I got, I've, I've got some nasty. Here, here, like, you know what, you, you know what, I, I think Dane summed this up in the YouTube chat. Dennis, this is all your fault. <laughs> this is all my fault. No, no, nobody was, was afraid until you, you made us afraid. This just, thing is your I, fault. I was afraid because I saw what was happening in China. I was like, well, that could happen here. That was only all it was. Yeah. And it's well, also, it was. We're a month uh, into this thing. A month but anyways, thing. I'm, I'm trying to just be realistic. I'm trying to save people money. We're a m- money show. I give my opinions. I've saved myself some money by selling some stocks. I'm still losing money too. You know, I'm still losing money. I got 30% of my money in my in stocks in my retirement account. I watched them fall 10%. I, I, I lost 10% of my net worth. And I called this thing. Really, when you think about it, if you're 30% cash, the markets fall 30%. Well, you're down 9%. So, you know, if I was 100% cash, I'd be down 30. So I didn't lose as much, but it still hurts. Um, I had a hedge going for a while, which helped me too. But I, pull, I pulled the hedge way too early. FIFO problems again there, Alex, if you're listening. I pulled the hedge when we're 275 spy. We're 235 spy. I felt like, you know, now was the time to not, you know, to lift the hedge and have some exposure. Because I was like interested in, you know, starting to look at, oh, some of these stocks look tasty. Well, before I start buying stocks, I'm going to start stop being short. So now, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm regretting that move. And I'm, I'm looking at Fari saying Dow 14,000. I was like, where's my hedge? <laughs> yeah, RD just says, Dennis, you're like EF hunting. I don't know if people remember Remember when that uh, the the old commercials they used to have when E. F. Hutton speaks, and then like everyone stops on the street and they huh. put their their <laughs> ear up. Yeah, there's been lots yeah. of people who called this. I wasn't the only one who you know called this. Fari apparently called it as well. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a bold call. It was just I was just looking at what was happening, and then that's I I, I remember how. I remember how upset you were. You were like this. Uh, and actually, if, I'll pull up the chart of the spy. There was that nice little bull trap there. I was three weeks early. You were early and you were I like, had my I whole can't. first set of puts expire worthless. I can't believe what I can't believe how wrong I am because uh, I can't believe this it did market. did make sense. It may, yeah, here, that, that nice, here, we we, we kind of had a little dip there, January 23rd, January 24th, like that week there. Then we went back up to new highs. We, we went did. back up to new highs. Like I, two, I, I, 
for the next three I, weeks. I, I, was, oh, I couldn't understand yeah. what was happening. I'm like, yeah. do they not see what's going on? I couldn't Bad. understand it. And then I rolled over and I went out to June. I was like, screw these. You know, we went out three weeks. Me and Joel both. We both went out like a month because we thought this thing was going to come to roost within a month. And we went out a month with our hedge, with our putts. So we bought, I had puts on LUV. I puts, you know, we had puts on the SPY. You had puts on the LUV too. They all expired. Like, well, some of the SPY was bailed on, on some of my putts. But my LUV puts expired worthless. I was too early. So then I got angry. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be too early. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out far enough that I'm pretty confident that I'm far enough. So I went out to June. And then that was the best thing I could did because obviously I had lots of time and right. I would still have those. But All right, you want to set up, a, we're coming up on the 9 o'clock hour here. Do you want to uh, uh, set up any uh, trading scenarios here or non-trading scenarios? We're I, taking out the lows. Yeah. I mean, you got Boeing as a leader here on the downside right now. It just kissed 100. There's probably some size in the book at 100, so I wouldn't be surprised that holds in the pre-market. I would expect that to eventually fall. Maybe Boeing can hold 100. 100 is a huge level for it. But again, you can't worry about technicals. You can't worry about big levels here. It's now about fundamentals with this company. And can this company survive without being nationalized? That is the question. If you believe the answer is yes, it's probably a steal at 101. If you believe the answer is no, it's probably got next to no value. They're going to dilute the hell out of the shareholders if they have to nationalize it. So if you think that Boeing cannot survive on its own, which is Boeing is kind of saying that, it's hard to be a buyer at 101. It can go down a lot lower. Believe me, it can. Is it going to zero? Probably not. The shareholders probably get something salvaged at the end of this. If they do nationalize it, Citigroup didn't go to zero. You know, when they came in, Fannie and Freddie still had some value. But you start looking and you think, wow, you know, this is ground zero here. It's making planes. Planes might not even be flying. They have problems with the max. Hard to come in here and be a buyer, even though it looks ridiculously cheap right now. Again, if vaccine comes out tomorrow, we start going about our business, Boeing will turn it around. That's the only out I see for Boeing, because I think if we stay like this for the next few months, I think Boeing's going to need government help, and that's going to be at a much lower price. Right. And, and uh, for me, I'll just, you know, final comment. Uh, we're due to open through that uh, that former double bottom at 23.50, had big, uh, was much defended uh, over the last two sessions. So wherever, how low we go and attempt a rally, uh, to me, if we could close above 23.50, um, I will consider that uh, a positive for the market. Um, and it's down 92 handles. That would be over 103 handles. Folks, also remember, you know, there's going to be some wicked rallies today. So, you know, if you're just going to short the world, just be, you know, have your, have your stop, have your exits and get executions because, we saw yesterday, you know, vicious rallies. That's what happens in this kind of market. So, um, you know, just be careful. Be careful on both sides of the market. Reduce size a little bit. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Uh, Spencer, you want to wrap things well, up? I, I think so. And, I, uh, you know, even if the market's closed, we, we've all had a conversation. Even if the market's closed, we're going to keep the show going. We won't be talking about stocks as much, but we'll talk about stuff. You know, we'll talk well, about this show. The show We're gonna will keep be the show going as long. The show think, must go on. I think the show will be tic tac toe, but we, we, we will find have a stuff show. to talk we will about. Have a show. <laughs> well, Dennis will. I mean, we got Dennis. Dennis. I mean, yeah, what we'll the hell him. else do we need? 
All right. Uh, I want to thank our guest today, Fari Hamzi. Thanks to everyone in our chats, both of them, the one on YouTube and the one on premarket.finzinger.com. You can always catch the podcast of our show or the replay on YouTube. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, as we've been doing uh, this week, Joel and I will be on uh, at the close from 3.40 to 4 o'clock talking through, provided we're open here. I'm not sure the markets will be limited down or what, but uh, if markets open, we'll be on at the close uh, to talk us through that. And until then, everyone have a great rest of your day and we'll be back with you. If not at the close, then tomorrow morning. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.